Hey guys, welcome back to the anime podcast where I'm just gonna have a quick chat about a anime that I've watched uh, very recently. An anime that I finished and watched very... started watching started watching and finished very recently. Um, I think I started like on a Saturday and I was able to finish it on a Monday. Not necessarily the, um, the binging that a lot of people are able to do, even I was able to do. Uh, but actually, I think Saturday to... Maybe I started Friday, actually. I think I might have started Friday night. But also, Saturday, I was working all day. So, it kind of doesn't really... I mean, Saturday, I wasn't able to watch too many. Uh, but I think I started on the Friday. Like, I think I remembered watching a couple episodes, maybe. And then I watched the Ava movie um, at midnight when it came out. So... <coughs> Also, I started watching at night. I started watching Honey Clover at night. I didn't really start watching it during the day because I would think I was a few things to do. So, it's pretty rare that I've finished, I, at least I've been able to finish a whole series. Not just a season, but also a whole series. Um, which is like, this show is uh, two seasons, has two seasons. One, the first episode being a 24 episode season. And the second episode, the sorry, the second season being a twelve-episode uh, season, and basically the story is about. I mean, I'll talk about it. The Wikipedia version. Um, I usually go down my anime list, but it's basically the lives and relationships of a group of art school students who live in the same apartment building. Um, kind of an untrue though, uh, because only three members, um, three people. Uh, the three guy characters actually live in the same apartment, so I think I'll talk about the actual plot on Wikipedia. So, Yuta Takemoto, uh, Takumi Mayama, and Shinobu Morita are three young men who live in the same apartment complex and are art students at the at an art college in Tokyo. And uh, one day, there's this girl um, they were introduced to uh, called uh, Hagumi Hanamoto who is the daughter of uh, a cousin of uh, Shuji Hanamoto, who's an art professor, who's very close to the three guys, the three men. Um, kind of like their... Um, someone like a supervisor, someone who like they look up to kind of... You know, that teacher that you're very close to in university or whatever. And, uh, yeah, Shuji is... Um, so, the girl, Han- uh, Hagumi lives with Shuji and also they're very close because they're kind of they are family members um and also Hagumi had to move out to Tokyo because uh from the countryside and what's very very distinct about her that is that she kind of acts and also she looks like a really 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 young girl where she's like it's so weird watching this especially without context and without uh, when I started watching it, I didn't know that she was an actual like, uni student. I thought she was just gonna be like, I don't know, someone's do- like someone's daughter, or, like some twelve-year-old girl, and how she's integrated to la- their lives or whatever. And I didn't know that she was an actual eighteen-year-old, at least in the show. And she joins the university alongside, and she attends the same university as the three young men, um, three other guys. And also the group also includes Ayumi Yamada, who's a master of pottery. And he is she is someone who's extremely popular in university and extremely popular um, near her 
because um, she works in a she works in her in a family liquor store, and she lives in an uh, she lives and works in an area that's filled with a lot of um, independent stores, and a lot of the independent stores owners all have crushes on Ayumi, and it's just a story about love, a story about um, three. Uh, sorry, not three. Story about five young people, um, uh, and th- sort of them becoming a grown up, becoming an adult, and it's such. It's so. I've I haven't felt this way, and the reason why I kind of want to do this podcast, I guess, a- episode review, whatever the case may be, whatever the case you call it, is just because of how the show has really made me feel, and. I haven't felt this way about a show and I haven't felt this way about a series for a very long time. And I guess that's why I kind of want to talk about it because it's different to other shows that I've watched and I've really enjoyed, especially recently. Uh, Shows like Fruits Basket or Taxi, um, Horimiya. There's so many shows um, that I got really got into. Vivi. This season of um, a study case of case study of Venetus, obviously the Kobayashi second season I'm really enjoying, but Honey and Clover is that one show that and everyone I think who knows who's watched a lot of anime uh, would and kind of grew up with anime or has watched again like watch a lot of anime uh, would probably know is that once you the more you watch the less you feel. The less an anime feels magical, in a way, if you know what I mean. Because that first 50 to 100 shows that you watch, and the first... I would say the first six months of when you really get into anime, I think that's probably, like, the golden period. Uh, That's when you are able to binge a whole season in a whole day. (coughs) And you are able to watch anime constantly and it's you you go on top 10 lists and you go on websites and you go on uh to talk to anime about everyone and that's probably when that it's that period of time where your love for anime is at its highest and also the feeling of watching every single show uh at that time is one of the the best parts about your i think that's one of like the best era at least every of every person who watches anime, that's like a feeling, the best feeling of being an anime fan. Like that period of like six, I would say, first few months or maybe even the first year where you really got into anime. That's when every show you watch was in- amazing. And again, I feel like that's when you also have time because usually people get got into it maybe in university or maybe in high school. And obviously the older they are, the less time they have. Uh, and also the more they've watched and the more your taste has kind of formed and <coughs> I guess shows become less special the, and anime and the movies that you watch become less special and I guess I was sort of in that state um, and I think I've been in that state for a very long time I would say probably mid-2020 is was like last year was probably when I started to feel this way about anime where I was still obviously really into it. If there's a show or movie that I'm re- that looks very interesting and there are moments that give me that where I love being an anime fan, but 
I was definitely not in that state of euphoria every time I finish an anime, at least compared to the first six months. Like, I would watch Oh Taxi and Fruits Basket, and I would feel really good about watching these really good shows. And obviously, um, those are very good shows, and those are shows that I recommend to people, and those are shows that, to a lot of people, um, it resonates to them a lot. But Honey and Clover, man, it's just... I don't know why... I don't know what is it, it is about this show. Maybe it's because it's written and illustrated by Chico Imino, who does Much Comes In Like a Lion, who, funnily enough, is probably the... the like, what, uh, Much Comes In Like a Lion was the, the last show that makes me feel this way about a show, where <coughs> I'm in this sense of, like, amazement of watching it. I'm in amazement, uh, I was in this, like, trance period when I finished the show, and when I finished, every time, every episode was kind of, like, magical in a way. I think, it's kind of weird to describe, especially if you're still in that, if you're still in that period, or I guess if you're not that into anime, or you're more of a casual watcher, but at least for people who eventually get really into it that first six months a year is that period when you can watch a show in one day is like the golden period that's when like and i think that's when people start discovering code Geass and gurun lagan those kind of sh- like classic shows when they start listing off the classic shows and then after they finish off all the classic shows they get to watching shows that's not as well-known, or shows that's airing, and I guess that's when the feeling that of that that golden period, I guess, starts to dwindle, but Honey and Clover is the first show that makes me feel like, that m- puts me back to that first six months uh, of my, uh, of my, I guess, ad- uh, avid anime fan, fandom, I guess, where I was like, oh my god, which is like mid-2019, it's probably when I really got into anime, where I was watching everything, and I would, like, I wouldn't, <clears throat> I wouldn't, like, watch a single TV show, I wouldn't watch a single movie, I would just watch anime and anime movies, I was listening to anime fucking, um, uh, soundtracks all day, every day, and it's like, I kind of miss that, that, level of excitement of me when I watch anime at that moment because even though like I said I would watch very good shows even like shows like Attack on Titan like this year has been really good with anime but it's been a very long time I think where I felt where I watch a show and I feel kind of empty inside after watching it where I I can't move on and where I was like, oh my god, like, this is so good. This is life-changing in a way. And at the end of the day, it is, I am, I think I am a bit overdramatic with this. Because at the end of the day, it's just a fucking show, right? It's just animation, it's just entertainment. But Honey and Clover is one of those shows that got me back into got me back into that fucking crazy fan, like, fandom, crazy, like, moment when I was like, fuck me, 
Anime is amazing. And I think the reason why is because I think Honey and Clover covers everything I love about anime and I it is a slice of life. I love I love the slice of life aspect. I love the romance aspect. I love the drama aspect and again it's it's a romance based in high in university so that's a tech for me because when when romance is in I think Jose manga uh, is or Jose or seinen manga or like just mangas that's where it's more of an adult romance is something that I really enjoy especially when the less I watch the more I I think the more I watch romance animes, the high school romances. The more I start to feel like this is kind of the same, similar fucking. Don't get me wrong. I still love my Boku Bens. I still love Toradora. I still love the weird, uh, crazy anime, uh, romance anime where the main character or the characters, for some reason, have feelings for this girl, and he gets. The, the last thing he wants to do is be near them, which I never understand. Like, if you like someone, don't you want to be near them? Even in high school, I, I don't think I would ever be next to my the girl that I like and like, fuck, I don't want to be in this situation. But for some reason, these anime characters, they get next, they sit next to their crush and they go like, fuck me, I'm nervous, I don't want to be in this situation. Um, and then you watch shows like um, uh, Motokoi, uh, and obviously Honey and Clover, and there are a lot more um, Golden Time, and they do chase. They do chase the girl that they are looking for, or the guy that they're looking for. They do want to be with them, and <coughs> it's kind of like an adult take on romance, and it's a very realistic uh, way of romance where sometimes people. Dis people don't fall in love. Sometimes people fall in love with other people, for uh, very easily. Sometimes people fall in love with someone else. Yeah, uh, some uh, sorry. Sometimes people. Uh, I was, sometimes it's impossible for someone to be in love with you. I don't think sometimes. I think most of the time. Most of the times, you fall in love with someone not because they're nice, not because. They, they save you from fucking, like, disaster or some fucking stupid shit like that. Sometimes it's just a moment or, or like, a a thing that's in you and you fall in love with that person for no, for no really good reason and you scratch your brain and you're like, why am I in this relationship? Or, like, why am I in this... Why do I feel this way? And the thing... Uh, and... It kind of explores that, um, where and also it, there's a moment where one of the characters were like, he was she was angry that this guy doesn't like him back, even though she put so much heart and soul uh, to loving this person. Uh, she was uh, she's angry that I give I give you this much attention, I give you this much love, I tend to your needs, I I always look for you, but why do you not feel this way towards me? And then she realizes that she, she other people have fought, uh, have feelings for her that way. Um, they, they do show their feelings. They, 
they would they do basically anything for her and she doesn't reciprocate those feelings and then she realizes wow this is this must be how she fe- how this guy feels like <coughs> with me like this this sense of guilt and sense of uncomfort um because you don't she doesn't want to hurt her but also he can't give her what she wants and that is the kind of thing that is very adult in in Honey and Clover because in normal anime like like some guy would be really nice to a girl and the girl's like oh sh- sh- he's nice to me like I kind of like him now which it makes no fucking reason and also there's moments where characters fall in love with others and they can't explain why and even you yourself can't explain why it's just this like sense of amazement of this person and you have this moment where you're attracted to them and this feeling um increases every time you talk to them and every time you meet them and it's just so beautiful man like i just i I really rate the romance aspect i guess there's a lot of there's a few things that i do not i don't really appreciate in the anime i would say uh, the character Shinobi Morita, I think he is, I think as a character, I really like him, but I feel there's this, like, storyline with him that I wasn't really, I think it wasn't explored that well, at least in season two, um, I think some people might disagree with me, but I just didn't, I wasn't super into that. I think season two is definitely a little bit weaker than season one. And I think season two spent way too long on certain um, certain parts of a storyline or certain parts of a romance and not enough time on other things that they want to explain. And I think season one is just more coherent and it just feels more homey. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it feels more comforting. It feels more, It is more of a slice of life, I guess, the first season, well, the second season is more dramatic, it's more, things more are happening, and the pacing is a bit quick with everything, and I guess season two is where they wrap things up, and I feel like there's a bit more story to tell with certain uh, things, and again, I know it's a, sh- I, because it was a Jose rather than the shoujo, I was expecting it to be less dramatic at times, but it can be extremely dramatic, which sometimes makes me feel a little bit like, uh this is tiring. Why is this shit so important? But I think overall, I think overall, I still appreciate everything that this show has and has to offer and everything that this show, I guess also the manga, also explores. Um, th- and just like, I think Takamoto as a main character, uh, I, I really resonate with him the most I've, and I think a lot of people probably wouldn't other people probably go for guys like characters like Marita, who's a lot more, who's this like energetic, super crazy genius um, character. But Takamoto really reminds me of that guy from Sakura So. I don't really remember his name. Uh, it's not Utah. Uh, shit. I really should have prepared this, but it's just a thing that I just thought about. Uh, Sorata, uh, from, from Pengel Sakura So, minus all the fucking baggages that, um, Sorata has, uh, cause I think Sorata is, 
the one thing I didn't really like about Sorata in Padgosa Caruso was that he is is this jealousy that he always has with people. And I guess that's his uh, downside of his character. And I, I guess it makes sense for... I don't mind characters having downsides to them. No one is perfect. I get it. But what I really love about Takemoto is that he he isn't the perfect guy. And he doesn't really rate himself so highly. And he knows that... He know, even knows that in certain things with romance and certain things with his capabilities and his ability as an artist and... He is just a normal guy. Like he's, he is, I guess, uh, oh, uh, the perspective of us, the readers. Uh, he isn't super confident, and he knows his fault, and he knows his, uh, uh, he's no, like he knows that he's not. He knows his shortcomings, but he's finally able to accept it and he's able to be uh, set that aside and is this fucking good anime man like and uh, that's ending as well i think i think anime kind of made you sometimes anime makes you feel oh at least i think one one of the things i like about anime i guess uh is that sometimes the endings aren't great <laughs> it leaves a, f- a bit of to iman- imagination it feels a bit of and i think it f- makes you feel a bit empty there's a bit of that emptiness inside where it is a good like your line april for example it is a really good ending and it kind of close everything together but also you have it leaves you with a feeling of of incomplete like that it is incomplete because the character doesn't end up super happy at the end. Not everything is fucking golden and rosy at the end. But life goes on. And the character is supposed to find sort of a... Um, sort of has to find his happiness and has to find kind of a meaning of life at, at the end. And I think that Hudding Clover ended that way for me. It's not like this super happy ending where everyone is... Where everyone's living their life really well and uh, not like everyone makes it, making sacrifices, but I guess that's life. Like, and it's all about the journey. And I don't know. It's just like I might be just rambling, but fuck me. Like this show took a lot out of me to watch, and no, I wouldn't say take a lot out of me to watch. Sorry, took a lot out of me after viewing and kind of. Th- made me think about because also the show is also about someone trying to get job and competing for jobs and finding who you are and everything like that which is something that a lot of people at least my age i'm in my 20s yeah early 20s and that's something that a lot of people in my age we sort of struggle to find and struggle to um we struggle to overcome as well i guess and that again this anime really covers that aspect and really covers that subject i guess that a lot of young adults uh really um struggle with and it just resonates with me man like this whole anime and yeah it's just fucking good (laughs) Uh, there's nothing else (coughs) i can say really 
apart from it, apart from the fact that I've been listening to the fucking openings and endings and all the music, and I've been rewatching episodes here and there, because it's one of those things that I can't wanna, like, I just can't accept that it's ended, and I'm like, fuck, like, what happened after this? What is that? Is this the ending? Is this what happens at the end? It's uh, but. It's been a great ride, and it's going to be one of those animes that I will always recommend to people, and something that I will always remember uh, for at least a very long time. Uh, thank you guys again for listening. Hope you guys give Honey and Clover a chance. It is really old, and it's kind of hard to find as well. I was I, I had to I had to use a VPN uh, to watch it on Crunchyroll because for some reason Australia does not they don't have the show rights in Australia. Um, so I had to use a VPN and everything, but it's totally worth it. Give it a watch, guys. Give it a chance. Uh, and yeah, hope to hear from you guys soon. Hope to be able to talk about another anime soon. Uh, and well, have a good day. See you in a bit.